With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays have come early this year as Manscaped has the gift that keeps on trimming. Santa's beard isn't so appealing when it's coming out of your trousers, and that's why Manscaped, the leader in below-the-waist grooming, have you covered this holiday season. Now available in your country, join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their trees trimmed and ornaments polished. Go to manscaped.com and use code WADE20 for 20% off free shipping. That's WADE20. I know that pro wrestlers often nick themselves on purpose to bleed and create some drama in the wrestling ring. Don't nick your balls and bleed. That doesn't add any good kind of drama to your life. Don't take unnecessary chances down there. This is a product made just for that area, just for that process, and they get it right. This Manscaped personal below-the-waist trimmer, I'm holding it in my hands right now, is amazing. Um, I've used it. I was sort of skeptical. Is this going to be different? And it is. It's a pleasant experience to groom yourself down there. And it's a really high-quality product. When I hold this in my hand, it feels balanced at a time when confidence in holding the product just right is important. And it's not just the trimmer. It's also everything you get with the Performance Package 4.0, including the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner. The Hygiene Bundle will come with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers. That is a perfect wrapping for your presence. The Manscaped Performance Package comes with all the tools to clean up your delicate places, including the Weed Whacker for ear and nose hair trim. Yes, you might need that. Ask your friends. They'll tell you if you do. Uh, Which is waterproof, and it uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Nobody, not even Santa, wants hairs under their chimney. Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new refined cologne, which offers a light yet masculine pleasing fragrance that will leave your partner on the naughty list this year. It's made of hypoallergenic ingredients that are vegan. I like that. Cruelty-free. I like that. Dye-free and paraben-free. And those all sound like good things. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WADE20 at manscaped.com. It looks high-end. The packaging, they go all out for it. It really is a, uh, a cool thing. It was, it was just everything laid out in the dining room table, and I got the uh, the package in the mail, and I was just amazed at all the cool products that come with it and just how thoughtfully packaged and uh, labeled everything is. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code WADE20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code WADE20. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Every day, we rise, 
challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, PW Torch brings you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. It's time to talk this week's WWE Monday Night Raw. So, Javier, how did Liv Morgan do against Becky Lynch in easily the biggest moment of her uh, of her career uh, tonight in Memphis, Tennessee? Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, you know, it was not the wasn't bad, wasn't good. It was okay. I, I I thought she was the weaker link in the match, and that's you know, you could say that about a lot of really good polished women wrestlers against Becky Lynch. So that's a way of saying nothing. Um, but I just didn't think the crispness of execution was there. Um, I thought the match structure was good. I thought Liv's uh, body language and the video package beforehand was good. I thought she showed uh, it pushed the limits, but. Um, the agony of defeat without kind of the stereotypical crying that off, you know, for a number of years, women were doing too often um, after big matches getting, you know, uh, they were kind of playing up the emotions. Uh, but I didn't watch and go, oh, she doesn't belong in there. Like I've seen some women on, you know, AW Dynamite and AW Dynamite's existence were like, they shouldn't be on national TV. I didn't think that about her, but I didn't think, wow, this was a coming out moment of her as a big star. Those were exact, my exact same thoughts. Uh I, I, when they started with that catch as catch can, you know, segment in the beginning, and I was seeing how clunky it kind of was at that point, that I was like, eh, wasn't really feeling it. And some moments throughout the match, I mean, not that it was like bad and turn off, but you could tell that the crowd wasn't really like super into it. Um, and so it, you know, again, it, it's, I, I, I'm not gonna say she wilted, but did not like rise to the, the, uh, to, to that level. Um, to you know, to really like open eyes. I don't. I don't think she she yeah. opened you know eyes in this case. Um, that's not to say that she was bad and needs to get fired. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and sadly, but, we need to clarify that when it comes to uh, 
uh, WWE and Vince McMahon. You know, I mean, this was. Let, let's just make this really clear. For the record, Javier, this was not a fireable performance for Liv Morgan after um, reaching the pinnacle of of attempt, uh, reaching the pinnacle of her career, tr- and, or trying to. I don't know. Is it a pinnacle if you get a title shot and you want to win, but you don't? I guess we have to figure out. Um, how to define that. But uh, yeah, th- this is not a fireable offense by any means. But yeah, not not like, you know, oh my God, they've been really missing the boat on her for a while. So I, my, my take on this is, and I'm all for this, by the way, I like the idea of moving people into top spots for a feud that's not WrestleMania, not SummerSlam, and they get a chance. It's fresh. It felt, to me, way more novel and interesting, even if the match quality isn't at the level of what it would be against somebody more polished, because it was fresh and different. I didn't know how good the match was going to be. I didn't. I figured Becky was going to win, but there were enough near falls in the structure of the match and the story they told was strong enough. You know, I got wrapped up in it. And so that, to me, is more interesting. Seeing somebody, again, it's about the journey. Lives on a journey. I think she comes out of this uh, as a more pushed, more established. Fans will be more invested in her. But... She's going to move on to a heel who's, you know, more like Dewdrop as opposed to at the top. I don't see her being somebody to unseat Becky. I don't think they do, you know, a three-month program with, with Liv and Becky at this point. Yeah, it's great to have seen her, you know, involved in this. And I'm assuming it's going to continue because uh, she mouthed at the end that this is not over. So I'm assuming it, we're going to be seeing something more uh, at uh, day one. Uh, so... Uh, so at least there's gonna be a little bit more to this, but um, but yeah, I mean it's uh, I I, I want to definitely say that you know it was I I, I did not hate it because <laughs> you really have to underscore that you know what I mean <laughs> totally. And, and, totally and particularly when it's someone as like lovable and great as Liv Morgan and that everyone wants to see succeed. Uh, and the other thing is that we don't know if it's just that, that I don't know how much repetition they have with each other because sometimes that, you know, yes. is also a factor in these kind of matches. So Totally. And, I mean, getting getting reps is just – wrestlers aren't getting reps these days. You know, I mean, and I mean, they, you know, they, they do some house shows but not as many as they used to. Um, and sometimes they work house show style. But, you know – it, it's going to show up. You know, it's one of the things I like about AW Dark. You know, so many wrestlers are getting, you know, kind of weekly reps and the match length is is full, you know, full length matches. So, um, you know, it's something that would be has to be concerned about, especially if they're just going to be bringing people up, you know, who have only worked in their system. It's going to start to show up and affect uh, storytelling. So, yeah. Um, I, in terms of the, the video package on Liv, the uh, Liv promo earlier, the Becky promo, I am... Like AW, I'm, I'm not going to compare everything to AW, but if this comes to mind too, is something I don't think AW does well, which is for an hour and 40 minutes, get you excited, use the tools at their disposal to get you more excited and interested and invested in that week's main event. You know, they'll mention at the top of the show and then they just do another hour, 40 minutes of stuff. And then boom, there's a main event. And suddenly you're supposed to be really like invested in Cody versus Andrade. And they might show a little highlights. They might not of what's gone on with them. But I like just an hour and a half or so of little here, little there, a comment there, um, a video package here, a promo there. And, and I thought they did that. Not only did they pack it in before the uh, the opening match, the cage match tonight, but then they did an effective job with that uh, leading up to the main event. Even if it doesn't make you more invested because you're already invested, it sends the message to the uninvested. This is a big enough deal. We're reminding you over and over again that this is happening and framing it in a way that communicates this is a big deal. 
Uh, yeah, and 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 what you mentioned, you mentioned a few times where WWE says, you know, uh, what Vince McMahon says is, uh, you know, have a couple things you remember, and that's how you do it is by just having those little things spread throughout the show. That that's going to be the most important thing. What you're looking forward to, what you're building to. So yeah, and in terms of that, I think they, they did a really good job because I, I was I was invested in the in the match, and I I, I thought it was we were going to actually have a finish for this one. Uh, I, I I didn't think that they were going to do you know I, I didn't see like the pieces where we get a screwy finish. I don't consider you know uh, Becky holding the rope screwy. You know that's 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 a heel. What a heel yeah, would do. Yeah. So okay. you know. Um, but you know, so I, I expected to actually for this one to get a finish and we did. And I, I mean, I, you know, it, it's just that I, I'm talking about the performance of the ring set, but everything else around it, the uh, setup and the interviews that they did and, uh, the stuff that they said, and, and it, it, it felt like a big deal. And for that, I give them all the kudos. I, yeah. And, and I mean, I, they do 52 main events here on raw 52 main events or 51 this time on SmackDown. Cause they'll, I think have a best of show on new year's Eve. Um, but they got to come up with main events. They got to have matches that people care about, and they can't just do the same ones over and over. You know, they've got to show, they've got to take advantage of whatever depth they have on that roster with people who can be elevated. And then you got to put in the elbow grease. You got to make people care about it, or at least convey to people who don't care that you care enough to at least attempt to make them care. And I know that sounds convoluted and ridiculous, but I mean it. Like sometimes you're more likely to invest in something that you're not invested in if you think the person selling it to you is invested in it. And it makes you feel, you know, that, that it's, it's, it's something more important. So, all right, well, let, let's pause, introduce ourselves, and then we'll uh, move on to phone calls and emails. This is the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show for Monday, December 6th, 2021. And I am Wade Keller, the editor and publisher of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter and pwtorch.com and also the host of the Wade Keller podcasts and post shows. By the way, Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joining me on tomorrow's flagship. It'll be a Tuesday edition this week. You are encouraged to send emails with questions or topics or comments for Jason and me to talk about. It's a chance for you to hear us branch out from the uh, the main topics we talk about after Raw Dynamite and SmackDown, or just expand and follow up on things we have talked about on the post shows that you've been listening to. That's a Blue Logo show. They're both free. This is a Red Logo show. Subscribe by searching Wade Keller in your podcast app and subscribing to both and hit refresh every day to see what pops up. I, I We just put up a uh, five years ago flagship on the Blue Logo show earlier today. And I was like laying out how to turn Roman Reigns baby face. I'm like, turn him heel. Fans will think he's more cool. What he's doing isn't working. And then there'll be a, a, a murmur of, of people going, hey, he's cool now. Turn a baby face. Uh, there, there was like lots of really interesting conversations uh, to, to look back on about where we were five years ago uh, compared to now. Kevin Owens in the top mix. And we're talking about um, how his uh, universal title reign was being portrayed. So uh, check out those best of shows. It's good, uh, you know, kind of good background while you're uh, doing other stuff, or heck, you can just play it and pay full attention to it. So uh, search Wade Keller and uh, grab both of those feeds. The other voice you hear today is Javier Machado. He is a PWTorch.com contributor, PWTorch VIP podcaster, and often joins us at the end of the show or near the end for our roundtable segment. Um, We are expecting Javier, by the way, because we want to do a roundtable segment, um, somebody else calling in uh, to fill your shoes. So if he comes through... It'll be fun. Um, Javier, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me, Wade. I need you to say more than that. I'm not at all ready to get, start talking again. 
I was definitely <laughs> counting on like 15 seconds to catch my breath. <laughs> Tell us about what you do for the torch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I generally do the uh, New Japan Pride podcast. Uh, currently on hiatus because of work situations during Christmas. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully coming back when uh, for uh, for Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, I'm actually starting to catch up now on Strong. I got like I don't know, like a month of Strong to watch, and not to mention all the other stuff going on. Uh, lots of going on in New Japan. So uh, I do New Japan Pride podcast, and I do the uh, primers for uh, the pay per views for AEW uh, and. Uh, and WWE and uh, Impact when I'm caught up, I'm, I'm behind on Impact also. But uh, uh, so yeah, so I do the primers for those two. Awesome, awesome. Um, so let's uh, let's give out the phone numbers and welcome people to give us a call. Uh, the number, if you want to join the program here and uh, join our conversation on the program, is three four seven two one five eighty five fifty eight. That's three four seven two one five eight. 558. When you call, push one on your keypad. That is how we know that you want to be on the show. It also moves you to the top of the queue. Um, and uh, so we know that you're there. So push one when you call. Uh, you can also email us if that works better for you. Uh, just email Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. Um, we will, uh, oh, if you want to hear the show live, by the way, and you're wondering how, cause you download the show on your app, you can go to wadekellerpostshow.com after within five, 10 minutes of raw dynamite and SmackDown ending, we live stream the shows audio only. Um, and you can find that at wadekellerpostshow.com. And, uh, you can also, um, go to at PW torch on Twitter. I link out a direct link to the live stream there at PW torch, usually around the time the shows end or a minute after. And you can also go to, and this is best yet, pwtorch.com and click on my reports on Raw Dynamite and SmackDown that I do live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night. And at the top and off in the bottom, there is a link to the direct stream. So that's the easiest way to live stream us. And uh, you are then welcome to become a caller. All right, Javier, um, how about we uh, move to phone calls? Uh, good, uh, fine with me. Okay, uh, someone's going to protest that one of these days, and <laughs> I'm going to be all thrown off. Like, no, no, I want to bring something else up first. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PWTorch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We'll, uh, we'll start with Mike in Atlantic City. Uh, Mike, thank you for calling. Uh, what do you think of Rod tonight? Hey, guys. Um... I thought it was a good Raw, you know, since the draft started, you know, and ever since the draft, I think Raw has been really good and has been the better show, actually, out of Raw and SmackDown. And the wrestling has just been more fresh. You know, it's, it's been better, and it's been a more fresh show. And uh, the main event with Liv and Becky, I thought, was it was a really good match. It, um, it was like when, when he asked the question, you know, did Liv pass? Yeah, you know, because I think this was a test for Liv. You know, I would say she did. You know, I think she did good enough where she deserves a rematch and she deserves another chance. I think we'll get a rematch at day one. She probably won't win the belt then, but you know, I hope next year sometime she does win the title. You know, I, I think she has so much passion for the business. I think she can get better and better in the ring the more she works with talent like a Becky. So as long as they keep giving her time in the ring, I think she can get better and better. And I think she deserves more chances next year. And I hope she gets it. And yeah. online, you know, Dutch Mantel, he brought up a good point today. He was saying about how Liv Morgan, you know, because I know Wade, you were wondering about Liv's character. Like, what was it supposed to be? Right. And pretty much like he was, pointing out online it's supposed to be i think 
where she's like Daniel Bryan. You know, she's just a, a genuinely nice person. She's the underdog. You want to root for her. And she has a lot of passion. And she's just your average person that you want to root for. And I think that's what Liv's character is supposed to be. And, and you, know, you guys agree? That's what I see. Yeah, I mean, if she wasn't, like, coming out and trying to be all titillating and shaking her stuff and acting like she was, you know, on some of her ring entrances coming out to get votes on a wet t-shirt contest, I'd say she's very much like Daniel Bryan or more more like him in that way. She hasn't come out just as sort of the, the serious athlete, um, you know, guy, guy or girl next door type thing. I think she's been in search of, of a character. And I think what, what Dutch is describing, what you're describing, is probably what's best for her. Unfortunately, I think she went down the road, um, you know, where she was produced to go down a different road that I felt was a, a little behind the times and, frankly, just beneath her. Because I think what you describe is where her natural character falls. It feels authentic. And the direction they're going with her, it, it, I think it matches what they're doing right now with her and certainly what they did with the video package. Uh, Javier, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, on TV, because uh, I, I do get a little bit of uh, on Twitter uh, from uh, from her, uh, but th- that character hasn't really shown up on TV for the most part. Uh, with this video package, this is the most I've actually known about the character, because so far it's been so many stop and start and stops and false starts with her and different directions that they've tried and, and like just throwing everything at the wall that it, it's been hard to really figure out what she was plus i didn't follow her on um uh nxt because i i forgot one of the uh, nxt guys i don't know i think it was kelly wells who uh, mentioned you know uh talked about her on her um you know uh, what what she, who she was and yeah. uh yeah so so I, I i didn't have that so i didn't really get who she was and uh, until and, and you're this, more typical you know, you're more typical than someone who's watched every minute of nxt for years yeah, and then uh, and, and and what really like struck home is when she said that she was the sixth child, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that her entire character makes sense. I mean, even even the the titillating stuff, it, it's someone trying to figure out what to do and, and not really have a direction, and 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 that it almost makes her entire character. Make <laughs> right. Yes, that does. You're right. That I mean, had they been just establish that earlier i it, it felt last second to me but better late than never um yeah yeah all right so uh mike back to you yeah i think the story uh i think it's there for live to win the title you know one day and i hope she does the video package that they aired tonight i think i've seen that before i think it was the documentary didn't they air that on the network last year sometime it was really good i know that yeah i mean i, I just I've seen it before yeah Cool. So yeah. So so what else, yeah, Mike? Any but, other topics um, you want to bring up? Yeah, with uh, Bianca Belair, I think she had a really good match with uh, Dewdrop. I think I didn't like the finish, you know, the you know the countout finish, but I get why they did it, you know, to protect Dewdrop, and uh, they'll probably have a rematch. I was really hoping to see Belair win, especially with the kiss of death. That would have been a really good spot. That would have looked impressive. I was hoping to get that spot, but you know, we'll probably get it in the rematch. But uh, yeah, that was a really good match. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, might as well um, go into that a little bit more. Javier, uh, uh, you know, Dewdrop as a heel against Bel Air. It's keeping Bel Air occupied because Liv Morgan's in the top babyface challenger spot right now. Um, and, and I'm fine with that. People have to rotate in and out. I mean, it's just that's been done in all of wrestling history. It doesn't mean they're, they're, they're down on, 
on her at all. Um, you know, Belair is going to be just fine. And in a way, this is to establish that Dewdrop is in the 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 realm, the you know, same general level as Belair. They don't want to bury her. I think they think she's talented. Uh, they might even think they have something in her character, um, with or without the name as as a factor. Um, you know that that might be something they regret or or are embracing and, and still like. Um, but the the finish, you know, doing a, a finish where somebody just walks out is always going to be you know controversial to endorse. Um, I'm I'm more okay with it when it's not done just to get out of doing a finish when you could have done a finish. And it wouldn't have been a problem. Like, you can recover from it. This situation, I can see WWE making the case. Hey, we don't want Belair to lose. It's going to look like we're demoting her. She's already not with a belt, not in the top spot. She's been moved out of that. But if Dewdrop loses, even in a competitive match, it sort of ends it there. You know, Belair, we thought she was better, and she is. Um, How do you feel about WWE finishes and the rationale for when they don't do the clean finish? And... Would a just doing a KOD, pulling it off, getting a clean win, and then finding a way for Dewdrop to quote get her heat back in another way have been a better approach? And is there an option C? Yeah, the because uh, I was thinking about that because in a vacuum, I'm fine with the with the finish because you're telling a story and it's going to go on, you know, from there they're going to have another match together and eventually you're going to get a, a a payoff to the whole thing. It's just I really wish that not every single feud goes through that yeah through those motions that's the thing um, in isolation so much in WWE, in isolation they can make the case and and be okay with it behind the scenes like oh yeah this is the right finish but you got to step back and go did we already do a count finish on this show have we been doing that in every circumstance like this and are we uh, um conditioning fans to get invested in a match to really not be invested in the idea that a finish is the payoff to your investment and if you do that too much it, it more than offsets the rationalization of what you're trying to avoid, quote, losing or the damage that you think you're going to do if instead you do a clean finish. Yeah. And the thing is that because I, I think like how do other um, organizations uh, deal with that? And, and I realize it's, it's the, the whole sports like feel to things, because uh, if you watch a New Japan match and you're in, you're, you're in a situation where you have a, uh, a Bel Air and a Dewdrop situation where you're going to continue going on from there. Well, how do you do it? Well, Early on in the match, someone's leg gets hurt, and then that is how the other person wins. So it's not necessarily, you know, like you. So you could tell the story of like, well, if it weren't for this thing happening that created the weakness, wouldn't have lost. So if we rest, if we wrestled again, you know, it, things would be different. And you know, so so that's one way you can do it. Uh, it's just that they kind of they, they don't lean to that. They lean more on the storytelling aspect of uh, of wrestling. So. Uh, you know, and they 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 play on the roll up a lot. They play on you know a lot of the distraction finishes a lot. And it seems like every mat, every single feud has to go through that. That's a distraction finish. And what it does is that when you have a situation where someone loses, you, you know, like how uh, uh, Robert Roode lost today, he just lost in order to set up a Ziggler thing. So it's like you're 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 signposting for the audience that okay, if yes. this person loses for real. Uh, there ain't nobody, um, yep. you know. Yep. So, so that's kind of the the the, the thing. And, and yeah, I mean, I, in a vacuum, having a fake finish is fine uh, in this story. But it's just, it just gets frustrating. Plus, it was such a good match; you kind of wanted to have an ending, you know, because I, I really I, I actually I like that match a lot. And it was just, you know, 
you know, you're, it, it, it's, you, you get, it's, it's like getting, uh, three quarters through the weight of the book and then <laughs> you're missing the rest of it, you know? So, and, and then it, that, it, that it same, that, that same book publisher, the same author wants you to keep buying their books. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I actually have that because, uh, when my father was alive, uh, he was reading, uh, I had him read the, uh, sort of truth series in Spanish and the translator dropped off after like uh, three quarters of the series had been done. So he never finished, uh, you know, reading this, this series because uh, they've never finished translating them. And so you kind of felt like, you, you know, you kind of feel empty. So like why invest in the series if you're not going to get an ending to it? Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, Mike, uh, anything else you want to add? Yes. Yeah, assuming Liv doesn't beat Becky, you know, at day one, do you think we're going to get that Bel Air Becky rematch at WrestleMania? I, I feel like we got to get that match and we got to get Bel Air you know, we got to have Bel Air get her moment and get the title. But I think for at WrestleMania, I think that would be, you know, a really good thing to do. Have Bel Air face Becky and Bel Air win the title from Becky. And then you could always push Liv, you know, later on in the year. What do you think? Yeah, we were uh, talking um, on the SmackDown post show about, you know, is it just inevitable Charlotte and Sasha at WrestleMania? Is it now? Is it inevitable it's going to be Becky and Bel Air? Uh, Javier. I mean, is that the right thing to do? Does it seem like that's where they're heading? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, right now, as things stand, without any uh, outs, anything outside happening, I, I would guess that that would be the biggest match you could get, um, uh, unless you have a uh, Rousey, Rousey returning. Or, um, you know, they've been talking a lot, and I've been seeing a lot about Trish Stratus online lately. So uh, if, if it's anything like, you know, when you're following the movie business, or the video game business, all of a sudden they start talking about this old movie or, or, or this old video game. And that's because there's a remake coming. So, um, you know, I mean that, you know, I know it's because of the anniversary, but, you know, with a lot of that talk that that would be interesting, too. Uh, if, if they if they Stratus comes back to, like, stick up for Liv Morgan kind of thing, Uh you know, some of that would be interesting if, yeah. if they do. So outside of something like crazy out, outside of the box like that, yeah, Bill Air is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. Yep. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, we get right into the top story of the show or the top talking point. But if you don't have time to watch Raw, Dynamite, or SmackDown and you'd like to get a rundown of what happened on the show, I record those 
every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night for VIP members on the Wade Keller Hotline. The every single day Wade Keller Hotline takes on different formats. But after Raw Dynamite and SmackDown, as soon as I wrap up hosting the post show and send it off to the producer, I record the Wade Keller Hotline reviewing Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown start to finish. I'll catch you up on everything that happened. I'll talk about key points in each match, key statements in each promo, and evaluate what I thought worked and didn't work. And add some other observations that don't make it out of the post show. Maybe something an announcer said, something somebody in the audience did, or other production notes that jump out to me as I'm watching the show. So go VIP and make following wrestling easier. When you are a VIP member, you can hear the Wade Keller Hotline and listen to it as a primer before listening to our post shows. And of course, as a VIP member, the Wade Keller post shows have the ads and plugs edited out for a streamlined listening experience. Go VIP, pwtorch.com slash Go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP. All right, uh, Mike Denny, uh, closing words. Yeah, just that, I mean, if you do Bel Air and Becky and Sasha versus Charlotte, I mean, that's a, you know, a double woman's main event right there. I think that would be great for the woman if they do that, you know, at WrestleMania. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Those two matches... I mean, you know, that would be great for WrestleMania. And, and part of the key Both is, them, you know, or, part of the key, great. yeah, the key to make that fresh is to keep them away from each other, but also keep them relevant. You know, have make sure that whatever Bel Air is doing, mm-hmm. we're invested in in the meantime, and you know, have in mind how are we going to pivot to that? Is it just a Royal Rumble win? Um, only one, you know, either Bel Air or Sasha has to win. Why do they win? What's the story there? How does the other one get a title shot? And you know, I mean, they have two nights now, so they can really. Tell it they can. There's a, there's a, going to be a payoff for investing in the story uh, and, and getting fans uh, following along week to week in the story because you can actually pay it off now with a full fledged match now that they've got the two nights. Uh, cool, Mike. Always good to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys. Yep. You guys have a great night. Yeah. Yeah. You too. All right. Uh, our number is three four seven two one five eight five five eight. When you call, push one in your keypad. We'd love to hear from from some first time callers who are joining us live. Uh, right now, and uh, that applies, of course, to all of our shows. So don't be shy um, and uh, join in the conversation. We'll now go to William in San Diego, California. William, good to hear from you again. Uh, what do you think of Raw tonight? Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm uh, good, good. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the main event a little, or rather um, the build to it, uh, specifically during the show. I agreed that I think they did a pretty good job having the interviews backstage and the lift pro the lift um video package and everything. But something that kinda of stood out to me and it seemed uh pretty ludicrous is uh seven thirty uh Pacific or ten thirty Eastern hits and Becky comes out commercial. I mean it, it's kind of annoying, but you know what, they do it all the time, you kinda of grow uh, get used to it, so fine. You know, they come back from commercial. Bobby Lashley uh, backstage interview. Uh, Liv Morgan video uh, package. Liv Morgan makes her entrance commercial again, and then now it's been like 15 minutes or whatever since Becky's uh, entrance, and she's just been standing there in the ring. And I don't know what, what do you think that does to the live crowd? Like, did, did you get a sense that that hurt the? the crowd in attendance because I didn't think the crowd was particularly super hot for this match. Although you could argue that maybe uh, the build in general from previous draws wasn't that great or that they maybe the the quality of the match wasn't something that 
got them super excited, especially when you had that opening match with uh, Kevin Owens and uh, Big E with the steel cage. So, yeah, what do you guys think of that in particular, the crowd reaction and those commercial breaks right before the main event kind of killing the hoop? Absolutely. So um, I do think that's a problem. I don't know that they are going to move away from that because they're producing a TV show. Uh, more than they're producing a live event. But that said, Javier, we know we've had on-site reports uh, telling us, you know, it, it, that it's tough to have the big star come out and then just stand in the ring for eight minutes before the match begins. I, I didn't sense the that there was a great buzz in the arena during formal ring introductions. And I, I thought if Liv was uh, crestfallen over the lack of real emotional reaction to the ring announcer introducing her, um, I didn't think Becky got like a superstar pop when her name was was uh, was announced either. It, sometimes it's the miking in the building and the fact that you know the reaction wasn't real strong for Becky means maybe the reaction was um, even you know stronger for Liv and it didn't come across on TV. We did end up with an onsite correspondent uh, letting us know that they were going to be there tonight. Uh, just a reminder, everybody, if you attend a live Raw or SmackDown or Dynamite, let us know if you're willing to come on. And talk to us about the in ring about the uh, in arena experience. It's uh, moments like this that would be really interesting to hear from somebody who is in the building. You can email Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com and let us know. Um, a couple of our usual Memphis correspondents were not uh, available to, to join us today. Um, yeah, so uh, Javier, your, your thoughts on that uh, crowd reaction, ring introduction uh, tonight specifically, and then in general, the policy of let's get the big star out there so people don't tune out, even though we're trying, all we're trying to do is buy eight more minutes of them staying tuned because uh, we're going to cram in commercials and video features. Yeah, I mean, if the star does something to engage with the audience, that would be one thing. So I don't know uh, how they do that or some, or some stars do and some stars don't. Uh, so that, that would be, you know, one, one thing is like, uh, when, um, uh, when AEW was down here, MJF would actually, you know, cut a promo on the crowd, uh, or, or a wrestler would cut a promo on the crowd before they came back from commercial. So, you know, the, the crowd was already hot, you know, against them. So, so that you, you could mitigate some of that stuff if you do that. If they're just sitting around, which is my understanding, just, they're just sitting, sitting there for like, you know, the 30 minutes that you're waiting for the stuff to come back. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's not it's not good for the crowd. Also, want to bring you know you know I I, I, I tend to be the one who brings up a lot. Uh, three hour show, <laughs> you know. Um, by by the halfway, there was a point where I looked down and uh, I looked at my watch and it was right as Miz was coming out and I'm like, oh, we still have an hour left to go. Because at that point, I was really enjoying the show and I'm like, there's still an hour left. So, you know, that combined with, yeah, I mean, you started off really hot and uh, you had the, the Bel Air match, which also really hot. I, it felt to me that they were hitting the whole Liv Morgan, you know, how, you know, how, how, how the fans are with her so hard that it made me feel like they felt like they weren't. And they were trying to overcompensate by really, get, you know, having commentary saying, you know, you know what? You know what? What a spitfire she is, and 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 how great she is. I, you know, kind of like overcompensating that that just how long how she has been booked, but you know the 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 fact of like the build probably maybe not being as strong and some misfires along the way. Now through Patreon, you can get the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling podcasts, and the PW Torch daily casts with the ads and plugs removed and VIP after shows. 
by supporting us on Patreon with a Tier 1 membership for just $4.99 per month. You can also upgrade to get additional bonus content, including all the VIP podcasts and the PW Torch newsletters through Patreon. Check out details at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. Hi, this is John Arezzi. Matt Memories, My Wildlife in Pro Wrestling, Country Music, and with the Mets is now available everywhere books are sold. Co-written by Greg Oliver, Matt Memories is the story of my roller coaster life. Learn the inside stories about my days as the host of the groundbreaking Pro Wrestling Spotlight radio show and as the wrestling convention pioneer and dealmaker. I hold nothing back. Matt Memories, available now from ECW Press. Yeah. All right, uh, William, uh, any follow-up on that? Yeah. Uh, moving on to another topic, uh, I want to talk about Bobby Lashley making his, um, I guess, return, uh, although yeah. he hasn't really been away for too long. We saw him at Survivor Series. Um, do you think this is leading up to a fatal four-way uh, at day one? Uh, that crossed my mind. Um, they've done so much to invest in this being a three-way, uh, a triple threat match, Javier, but, I mean, they've got some... I mean, what do they have? Let's see. It's a six, so they got the thirteenth, the twentieth, three. I already looked at the twenty seventh. Yeah, I mean, those are my notes. <laughs> yeah, they've got they got plenty of time if they want to turn this into a fatal four way. Do you do you hate it? Do you like it? Uh, do you just lean a little towards or against it? How do you feel? Uh, I mean, uh, it, it it makes sense the way they're telling the story. It because. Uh, because I mean, those those literally were on my notes that that when I when I saw how far away we are from day one, I'm like, well, I know SmackDown's the one taking a week off. This felt like there were, you know, like the hype for day one was like the go home show almost, and you had this 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 cage match, and they're talking about how like, oh, this is great because they're going to be, you know, beat up for day one. I'm like, how you know, it, it's day one's not like for a while, right? And then that's when I looked it up, and yeah, it's it's three more Raws. And I'm like, this is this is a, a heavy angle to run when you're three weeks away, you know. Even if you take one week off in order to, that's just like you know the the contract signing or whatever, you still have two more weeks to go. And then you know that's when Lashley you know came out. I'm like, now that makes sense because now you have matchups of you know uh, Kevin Owens teaming up with Big E versus Seth Rollins and Lashley. That that sort of stuff that they like to do, uh, uh, leading up to a four way. I'm I'm sure it's going to end up being a four way by by the time we get to it. You're sure? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Javier is sure, so I'm more, more, more convinced. I mean, I, I don't I, – yeah, what else is there for Lashley? Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, he can skip a pay-per-view and then be excluded and be angry and then, you know, get the match at the Rumble. I mean, I, there's, there are other paths. I'm less, I'm less than sure. Um, but, yeah. I mean, let's see. You got three heels and a baby face. I guess that's better than three baby faces and a heel. So, yeah. Uh, William, uh, back to you. Uh, yes. Uh, one last topic I want to talk about, um, because to be honest, I didn't really um, pay too much attention to the rest of the show. I just kind of had it in the background. Um, this is kind of a general topic that I've been wondering about uh, ever since crowd, crowds came back, um, which is that during the uh, uncertain times era, uh, the Thunderdome, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously the, control the the audio and it was like 
it, you know, it was obvious that was, that was the whole selling point of the Thunderdome is that we had the we had crowd noise back without actually putting crowds in the arena and putting them in risk. But now, uh, ever since crowds have come back, uh, there's like this untrust on whether or not they'll still they're, they're still doing it. Uh, yes. Even when they first came back, and it was like super. It was it was not as obvious if they were actually still doing it or not. And you had uh, uh, outside correspondents coming and say like, no, they're they're not doing it. Like we really are this excited about them coming back, and that those hurt getting reactions. Uh, but do you think? Crowds have been uh, how do you, how should I say it? like scarred by <laughs> by that whole era? Like, <laughs> is there ever going to be uh, a time when we can um, trust that what we're seeing on TV is the actual reaction? Uh, yeah, and there's a danger too if you don't get if you don't feel the responsibility to earn an, a genuine crowd response, you can end up getting away with things that you sh that you can't when the stakes are higher, um, like getting people to watch WrestleMania or buy tickets or buy merchandise or just keep tuning into a show. If you just sort of create this artificial facade of wrestlers being over that isn't genuine, it, 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 in the short run, it makes your product look more over, but you're just fooling yourself. Um, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, ignoring a health problem like you know you can mask it with drugs but if you need treatment um you know if you need to be doing so or, or ma you know whatever masking your health uh in a way you've you've got to uh um you know you've 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 got to own what the results of what you're doing is and uh WWE cr learned and practiced that craft of artificial crowd noise and i don't know to what i honestly don't know what degree it's going on um, right now, there's times where it seems obvious. Tonight, it seems like this would have been a good time to give Liv the courtesy of a huge crowd pop, and they didn't. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Javier, what's your feel on that? Yeah, I mean, I kind of wish we were back in the days where uh, it was obvious when it was piped in noise, because now there are moments where it feels like it's piped in, uh, and other moments where, like, so it's, it's hard to tell. It really is hard to tell. And when, and when you're. I mean, if you're only a casual fan, you're not really paying attention. I guess it does enhance it. But if you're someone who's paying attention and know the characters involved and stuff like that, uh, it, it, it becomes distracting. And, and, and I was thinking the same thing about, you know, the Liv Morgan situation is like when there was a, you know, a little bit of a groundswell is like, is, is that a pity, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that they're adding in or not? Um, uh, there was a, a moment where there were like some booze earlier, earlier. I, I, I forgot who. I think it might have been during uh, Kevin Owens, where there was like a. They, it felt like they added booze, and the booze weren't really there. So, it, but again, it, it and it, and to me, it's distracting. I, I'd rather they just you know say, hey, look, we're not doing it, or but what? In their situations, there, there are times where it feels like they're obviously doing it. So, uh, I, I just I would I would definitely not not you know I'm I'm, I'm against it. <laughs> You are against it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, cool. Uh, William, uh, any follow-up on that or another topic? Yeah, just real quick, a follow-up on that. Um, I, I think this is kind of da a dangerous kind of um, time or, or state of mind for WWE that people are, regardless of whether or not they're actually doing it, if people think that they are, that they're, 
manipulating crowd noise or whatever. I think that's like a really bad sign for WWE because I think one of the things that used to hold a lot of people over was, well, they're not doing things exactly how I like it, but at the very least, the crowd uh, seems to agree with me that uh, this push is not working or this person should be a heel or this person should be a face or whatever. So, and so, you know what, I'll give them time to correct course because they have that crowd feedback. But now if you can't really trust the crowd feedback, uh, I don't, it, it's almost like you don't have a, a, a reason to hope for things better if they're just manipulating uh, crowd noise, regardless of whether or not they're doing it. It's like, you know, abandon all hope because they're just, creating their own narrative uh they don't even have to listen to you anymore uh when it comes to what works or what doesn't work i think that's an interesting uh, that's all uh, i had to say uh thank guys for oh sure yeah um i think that's interesting William. the the idea that it actually if if you feel you're part of a of a community that is rejecting what WWE is doing you might be more likely to watch but if you feel that the community likes stuff that you don't because the fake cheers are tricking you into thinking you're the only one who doesn't like what they're doing then it, you can actually feel more more alienated or disen- and, and disengaged from the product more. Uh, it's an int- I, I thought about it that way. Uh, Javier, is there a risk there WWE didn't think of? <laughs> not that they want. I doubt they're introspective enough to even think that that's possible. And they're not just doing something that everybody loves, uh, except for you know Roman. But hey, any response is a good response. You know, back in the day, same with Cena. Yeah, I, I love the word alienate uh, in that because I mean it, it it might work for some people. Where and and that's kind of what I'm with the people who are kind of like in the know and really into the product because yeah if if you wanna if if you want to cheer Becky Lynch and all of a sudden you're you're there's this wall of booze then you're like hey what what's going on here uh, and, and if you're casual then yeah you're gonna oh well you know they're gonna boo her so I want to you know boo her but the thing is I, I'm not sure what percentage of people who really watch wrestling are like on that level of casual and what who are a little right. bit more on the hardcore. And I, I know WWE is a little bit more towards the, you know, the, the casual side, but you know, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's something definitely they should think about if they're, if that's what they're really doing. Cause yeah, it, it's uh, at some point you, you, you can only like lie to someone so long before they get angry, you know? And, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and it's like, Sometimes we're going to be taken for a ride, but when it's working against everything that your eyes are telling you and there's such a gaslighting you, then, you know, like those moments where, you know, there's a huge amount of booze and you see the people cheering. That's like, you know, I'm like, just stop and just own it. And if you really don't want it, then just adjust. All right. Uh, William, I appreciate the call. Um, Good topics. Good conversation. Call again. All right. Thank you guys for taking my call. Have a good one. Yep, you too. Our number is 347-215-8558. It's not too late to call. 347-215-8558 and push 1 on your keypad when you call. You can also email us if you're live streaming the show and don't want to have your voice on the show but do have thoughts. Wade Keller podcast at pwtorch.com. That's also where you can send emails for tomorrow's flagship, the Tuesday flagship, with Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net. Apple Podcasts compatibility new. 
with PW Torch VIP Podcasts in 2021. If you're an iPhone user and you want a simple way to access our full VIP Podcast library as new podcasts come out every day, we have good news. New in 2021, single-click compatibility with Apple Podcasts' native app on iPhone, CarPlay, your iMac, or your MacBook Pro laptop. Now, as soon as you sign up and become a VIP member, there's a single-click link in your sign-up email that will launch PW Torch's VIP podcast in Apple Podcasts. No username, no password to enter. It's as simple as it gets. Go VIP, find out more information on all the benefits that come with the VIP membership at pwtorch.com slash go VIP. And now we not only accept payments through PayPal, but also a direct credit card or debit card sign-up, and also through Patreon. Up next, we go to uh, Nick in Brattleboro. Nick, welcome to the show. What do you think of Raw tonight? Good evening, Javier. Good to talk to you. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Good, good. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. You might have been, you know, prepping for the, you know, the, the live show here or not. But at the end, uh, and because during the match, they showed this little girl who was like totally yeah. behind Liv, <laughs> and then at the end. I, she was, you know, she was like close to tears, and you could see her father kind of leaning in and saying, you know, probably saying, you know, don't worry, it's all fake. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the look on her face was one of just total devastation. It was, I mean, it was actually a very human moment, you know, which is rare in wrestling. I just was wondering whether you guys caught that or not. Yeah, it's in my notes. Uh, we have a new Miz girl. I have to take a. I have to look at that. I was getting prepped so for the show, so I was prepping for the show. Yeah, it's it's yeah, one of the last shots of the show, and wow. when lives in the ring by herself, and it's just, I mean, the cutest little girl. And they had shown her earlier in the match, you know, just like yeah, I noticed that cheering when Liv was gonna, you know, and then they showed her at the end, and she was just devastated. It was just so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want people uh, that invested. You, you know, want on, on, that's a good thing. I mean, you want people. You want kids. Oh. Everybody. You want people that invested. Yeah. The only problem is that she's seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm 64. I'm not that invested in it. <laughs> um, but um, I will say this: that Liv, I thought on coming out, she was like, you know, walking straight. She gave a couple of hand slaps. I mean, I thought that was a much better attitude for her i mean she's listen she's a very attractive woman and you know you could put her you know in a potato sack and and you know guys would still want to see her but keeping her away from that hip swivel and stuff she just like walked straight arms pumping which i thought is a much better look for her yes i uh i agree um she she's refined and uh and improved her you know her, her presentation in that way yeah it just makes helps to make her take her more seriously you know exactly. which is a good yeah. thing um yeah uh it, it's weird i think we're so far into the show already and like we just had passing references to the fact that they had a cage match <laughs> on this show right <laughs> i didn't even know <laughs> i mean i'm not tuned into twitter or anything like you know i'm not constantly and I, I was like cage match what who and the one th- problem I have with cage matches is, again, you know, going back to my history with WWE and wrestling, and I don't know whether um, 
what was what's the, what was the uh, the the territory out by you? The AWA. Back in the day, AWA. When they had a cage match, it was like guys were bleeding all over the place and and getting their you know hand heads raked against the thing and. Corey is saying, oh, you know, violence and this uh, thing will rip your skin and stuff. And they're like getting bashed into the cage and like nothing happens to them. <laughs> and I just like, it, uh, I'm not, not, and I know WWE doesn't do blood unless it's accidental, you know, or, but it's like, I don't know. I just, I just, I, it, it loses all impact in a cage match to me for some, you know, I just, and then, did you know it was going to happen? I mean, I it was just, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just didn't understand the cage match in this at this point. Well, I, you've brought up a point I think we've been saying for somewhere in the neighborhood of like 35 years when it comes to WWE and cage matches. It just, they changed them, you know? I mean, the, the climb out rule, um, as opposed to just keep your opponent in the ring till they can't, you know, so they can't escape and, and they can't um, answer, you know, they can't kick out of a pin or get submitted. I mean, it's what WWE does. I mean, I'm, I I know what to expect at this point. AEW yeah. is trying to change that. A bunch of other companies over the years doing it their way have have changed it also. Have have kept up the tradition of it being, you know, more more about violence. That's just not WWE's brand. That's not the business that they're in. They they pay lip service yeah, to it, but it's it's not what they do. Um, and it hasn't been for a very long time. So to me, it's it's kind of baked in. And I think a whole generation of fans accept it. They have you know access to look back at old cage matches and the AWA certainly did them violent and bloody and that's what I grew up with and that's to me what a cage match is Javier uh what do you think about WWE's cage match presentation how they frame them and I mean I just you know I don't think they're going to just start bleeding all over the place on USA Network Vince McMahon has said too much about that in a, in a harsh way um you know about guys cutting themselves like that's just that's not the business that they're selling to their partners and their advertisers anymore yeah, I mean, WWE's cage matches, they lost me when they let people walk out through the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was yeah. it. I mean, that, because I mean, I, I, I was fine with you had to climb out the cage because that, you know, that requires athleticism. And after you get beat up for a long time inside the cage, it's going to take a lot of work to get out there, you know? And, yeah. and it added to drama, like, you know, slowly climbing over the top. And then you had situations where you had a big guy, like, you know, Big Show, you know, and he has to, and you have, he has to escape. Well, how, how is he going to escape? He's obviously not going to be able to escape for that. Uh, so he has to win by pin. That sort of stuff, you know, I, I that had the drama where they added the door. It was like, oh, come on. You know, what's the point at this point? Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, they, they just don't really have the – I mean, and there was a point where they weren't really bleeding, but, you know, it, it felt like the cage was more impactful, particularly when it was the cell. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know – the cage is just like you know i mean it's it's kind of neat a little bit of a gimmick thing and you know someone may you know take a, a little bit higher bump but outside of that it's like eh, whatever you know yeah I, I think it elevates the match and it makes the match feel more yeah. special um I, and and so that's i think that is there i think when when you see wrestlers entering a cage it's going to be a, a level higher of a match in certain ways than the typical other matches that aren't in a cage it's just not at the same level. Now that said, WWE, you know, uh, upped the ante with Hell in a Cell and made it made that their sort of signature. What used to be the old cage match, they they built this larger structure and they sell that as the next level up. So, I mean, I'm I'm largely fine with it because you know it's like at some point 
you know, it's like with a three hour raw. I mean, that's, you know, you know, we brought it up every single show for like a year and a half. And then it's just like, okay, this isn't going away. And us talking about it isn't, isn't, you know, I mean, we drop it in now and then, you know, like you did, Javier, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the cage match thing, same thing. I mean, it's just, that's what they do. And we have to evaluate within that framework. And because the Hell in a Cell exists and they keep that special, um, I still think seeing people fight on top of a cage and, and get thrown into a cage adds something novel and different. And I thought tonight was, in a TV cage match way, it fit WWE's storytelling for this to be a cage match barely uh how do you feel about that javier in terms of did this hit the threshold of, of being worthy of a cage match based on what happened last week and the build to the, to the the build up to the feud yeah i mean it, it it i mean it was still a really good match because you had big game kevin Owens in it <laughs> so so it's still good but i mean yeah it, it felt yeah. like there wasn't much they couldn't have done outside of the cage uh it did but they were in a like, cage <laughs> yeah I, I mean and it does add like a little bit of an imposing claustrophobic feel to it yeah um and it was more uh, it it was weird because the whole like storyline was like oh this cage is going to kill these two guys so they're not going to be ready for day one again three weeks later or you know four, about four weeks later um you know and then uh it it really wasn't except for the um um well, I mean, I guess he could also have done it without the uh, big ending from the second rope. Uh, but it was like just for um, telling the story of Seth Rollins keeping them in the cage so they could continue hurting each other and and trying to make it so that the match just kept going longer and longer. So in, in that part, it was cool. But oh, and, and overall, I liked the match. But yeah, it, yeah. it's definitely like and it was one of the, you know, I guess one of the better gauge matches uh, no, I mean, they've had a couple good ones l- lately, but, you know, there was a spate there that was just, you know, ju- they were just there to have them. Hey, guys, it's Mike McMahon from the All Elite After Show. Every week, Andrew Socek and I break down AEW on our free PW Torch podcast. We've been doing this show since 2016. That's right. We're on our fifth year. When we started the show back then, we were talking just Impact Wrestling, and we still talk about them from time to time as well. And over the years, we've branched out to also discuss MLW, and of course, the main event of our program, which is always the latest going on in AEW. Again, the show is called the All Elite After Show with me, Mike McMahon, and my partner, Andrew Socek. You can check us out as part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. You can subscribe to our show and all of the Daily Cast shows just by searching PW Torch on any podcast app. And of course, you can listen ad-free with a PW Torch VIP membership. about uh biggie's title reign at this point javier um just the way i mean he's in main event matches either at the top at at the beginning or the end of a show um he's you know obviously holding his own being competitive being treated as a singles wrestler the novelty of seeing him not part of new day is not even part of the conversation anymore and he's you know kind of a workhorse champion right now he's out there um you know working in front of you know millions of people uh, as champion looking like he belongs and i i don't it's it's in a way it's good we just sort of take that as a given now when it comes to him 
But I want to point out, like, he looks like he belongs in that role. I, we're not getting calls. We're not getting emails. It doesn't cross my mind. Oh, let's let's analyze like we did with Liv. Is Big E up for this? Are fans buying him in this? No, I don't think he's like this breakout star who's changing the trajectory of Raw ratings or WWE business. But it's not like a, a thing to talk about. Like, it's just, yeah, he's he's good. This works. That's my take. How about you? Yeah, I'm similar in the similar vein. It, it, he's not like a transcendent champion, like what Reigns is, you know, pretty much is right now. Uh, I think he's like one of the top top guys that that you know you can see, you know, draw, you know, go back and forth with Lashley that, on that level. Um, I, you know, I, I I'm hoping he could get into the transcendent, you know, area. I, I felt the same way about uh, Shingo when Shingo won, you know, and, and that was like mired in like a bunch of like bad stuff that happened in New Japan uh, with injuries and 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 stuff like that. So. Um, you know, it took a while before I could finally, you know, get into him. I'm kind of the same place there with Big E, where I really like the stuff that he's done. Uh, and he's had a couple good, you know, wins. And I, I, I like to see him, like, tally some really good wins against, you know, the, the people that are coming for him. And to take on a bunch of challengers, uh, beat them all. And then I think that's how you would elevate him. But I think that just takes time. So I do like what he's done so far. But to me, it's a good first step. I want to see more. All right. Uh, Nick, uh, back to you. Yeah, uh, real quick. I don't know whether it was my YouTube or not, but it seemed by what the way they were talking, why did they do the Lashley attack off camera, um, off camera while they were in It just it seemed strange. It almost looked like they had a hard break on USA that they had to go to. The match went too long, and so they just – Rather than have these guys lie around in the cage for four minutes, they had Lashley come in and then just recap it for everybody. It just it, it seemed strange to me. They, they've so done I'm that. Just wondering whether it was just they've done that before, but not a lot. I don't know a problem with it. it. To me, it's it. I wonder if Eric Bischoff's comments about how Raw feels totally produced and everything just happens mm-hmm. when it's supposed to happen at the right place at the right time when cameras are there. Like we just happen to be filming Vince McMahon on his phone when it just happens to be the exact moment that that uh, Austin Theory knocks on the door. Or for the first time ever, we have of, of the filming of some random lady asking for an autograph backstage. Is that a thing? Does that happen? Um, why are we filming it? Oh, because we're in Memphis and it's to set up Jerry Lawler. Oh, the cage door is left open. Usually the referee has closed it by now. Why hasn't the referee closed the door like you're supposed to do as soon as no one's head is or legs are sticking out of the cage? Oh, it's because Seth is going to slam the door on their heads. Everything that happens that feels unnatural eventually gets explained because it's part of the script and they throw it in your face. So to me... I like this. I like, I, and by the way, I like when a match ends before the the last twenty seconds of the show, and they do some sort of you know post match interview or something. Because then you're like, hey, maybe a near fall at fifty six minutes into the hour or fifty four minutes will actually be the end of the match. Anything they can do to shake up the idea that this is super, 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 super produced, uh, where nothing feels spontaneous, I'm for. I don't know if that's the spirit of why they did that, but it is a side benefit at least. Javier. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a thought the same thought that it might have been like a commercial issue i do like the fact that it happened uh off because because it really felt like they probably would have had him come out hit hit biggie and then cut to commercial and then come back and see him you know lay waste and whatever uh, that, that kind of felt like that's what they would have done but 
but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I do like the fact that it felt like, oh, wow, while we were in commercial, this thing happened. Um, you know, uh, I, but how when they came back, did they immediately talk about the Big E thing or did they say or did they cut into like, you know, the replays of the matches and then say, oh, and then Big E and, and then uh, last they came out? Because <laughs> in that case, it's like, you know, I don't know. I probably would have led with that. It, I, I think what yeah. it's, it's, if Corey said something like, oh my God, this is just, uh, it was crazy out here. Then they did show several scenes from the match before they showed um, uh, Lashley. But it was kind of like, here's what happened. And then they showed match, 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 and then Lashley killing everybody. They, yeah, that, that whole thing felt weird to me. That's why I was asking. It felt yeah. like it almost like out of order, so, which is why I do think that would have been a situation where like they ran out of time. Yeah, my hunch is they intended to do it that way. I don't think they have hard breaks, but um, you know they're they're so good about timing things out. I, I doubt it, but maybe we'll hear. You know, uh, maybe I'll, I'll ask or somebody will will report that. You know, yeah, it was kind of a, a screw up. I mean, they they screwed up on the Edge Miz segment. You don't see that very often. Where and we'll get to that too. Um, where you know Edge uh, kind of began to throw a punch at Miz, and he and he took and he fell backwards, but they were zoomed <laughs> in on Miz at that moment, so it just looked like Miz like slipped on a banana peel, and they they did go to the replay. So you know mistakes happen. It's not that they don't, but usually not where you have to have a big angle happen off camera completely. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Anything else? Uh, last point, and then I'll let you guys go. Sure. Um, the uh, I was really happy because um, I like Damian Priest. I, I think he's you know he he's you know, he's put in his time and he's getting his due. And I was really happy that in this match they didn't have him do the, the big eye, pissed off, uh, rage win. Mm. Uh, you know, it's because I think they were just going way too heavy on that, just kind of, and it was making it cartoony rather than making it some kind of part of his personality you were never really sure when it was going to happen and so by not having it in every match it makes it 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 it, it can help bring the the audience in and say oh is, is he gonna what's gonna happen here you know um so i just thought it was good that they just had him be rude just as a wrestler not as a crazed demon damien priest person um, sure. Yeah, Javier. What do you think? Yeah, uh, did they even mention during commentary the uh, you know the other you know the the dark you know the Damien part of him? Because I, I don't remember them really. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember them really hitting that. So I'm wondering, you know, because because if it is just a thing where they're 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 thinking that okay, when when he faces Ziggler, he's going to go crazy and smash things. You would think that they would bring it up. They you know talk about the darkness inside because that I remember for a while that that was they were hitting that hard uh and i don't remember really hit them hitting it as hard as it here and they just treated him like you know normal dude um so you know i that that, that that's something to think about i think yeah. is uh you know the way that wwe does their thing they're like you know running a point home until you know driving a point you know home like you know crazy so um so yeah so i mean i mean i i if they could tone down a little bit of that you know the darkness inside and just have it be someone who gets angry uh, I'd be perfectly happy with that because you, you do run the risk of turning him to more of a cartoon kind, you know, Hulk smash kind of character. Yep, yep. All right, well, listen, you guys have a nice evening. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. We will uh, continue to talk about Raw. we still got definitely more to talk about here, So, uh, but always good to hear from you, Nick. Appreciate it. Okay. 
Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! now move to our roundtable segment. He hasn't earned a jingle yet, Javier, don't worry. But Darren Lilly is joining us. He is the impact reporter for PWTorch.com. Uh, Javier, you, uh, you've, you've covered impact for PW Torch. Darren, welcome to the roundtable segment here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. No music, but I get it. I have, I'm working my way up. <laughs> Javier, Darren. <laughs> It'll come in time. Yeah, we don't want to just give it away right away, you know. You gotta, gotta earn it. Well, uh, good to hear, from, good to hear from you, Darren. Uh, so, uh, good to be here. Welcome. Yeah. So we'll kind of move into a little roundtable uh, discussion here about some things that we haven't uh, talked about yet. Uh, Darren, I am I'm hearing my voice on like a two second delay through your speakers. Is there a way to isolate um, the the playback in your earpiece? Yeah. Hold on, just a second. Sure. See, you have to earn okay. music. You have to earn your music by not having technical technical <laughs> glitches like this. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely sounds better. Thanks. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, I don't hear it anymore. Um, cool. cool. So, so Darren, first okay. of all, I'll, I've got some things I want to bring up, but um, anything in particular that you want to follow up on we've already brought up or that you just want to bring up? Oh, not really. I thought it was a, a decent show. It was a good beginning and end. Um, I thought they did a good job of... Um, hyping up uh, Liv Morgan and making her a credible contender. She's usually not called on to do as much as she uh, did tonight. They usually have her in like the three to four minute matches. So it was good to see her in an extended match. I think she did fine. I thought she was good. It showed that she could hang with Becky and the way they kind of framed it. So I thought that was good and that'll help her out going forward. Um, the rest of the show in between, I kind of thought was a lot of filler WWE tends to towards the end of the year, um, kind of just kind of crawl to the finish line and to wrap up the end of the year till they get to Royal Rumble season. And I think we're kind of in that mode where they don't want to give away anything really big and they want to save that stuff for January and WrestleMania season. So I think that's where we're at right now. But I mean, it was a it was a decent show. Um, so I want to talk about Edge and Miss. Um, Miz TV tonight followed up on what happened last week. Edge made his return. Miz complained, hey, why didn't I get, you know, why is it a big deal being made on my return? No Maurice this week. Um, I thought they did a nice job pulling from history that people know about with Miz. And Miz made points, you know, like, whoa, yeah, Edge, where were you? You know, why weren't you there? And Edge is like, hey, I was. You may not remember this. Um, and you kind of blew me off. I wish somebody had given me the advice that I was willing to give you seven years earlier when I got started. I don't want to get too bogged down in, like, how much this really matches history and how much of is, is it excusable what WWE and the veteran locker room allowed to happen to Miz when JBL, you know, was, was bullying him and Miz was being, you know, having to pay a special sort of dues because he came from reality TV and then get into how much did Miz bring on himself. 
that that's not the story. The, the reality isn't important necessarily to, to the story they're telling. I thought it was a, a compelling story. I thought Edge and Miz did really good work with the material that they were given. Uh, Darren, I'll, I'll ask you first for your thoughts on that segment, and then Javier, when he's on, you can just jump right in. Oh, I thought it was it was fine. Um, Edge always comes through uh, on the mic in these segments, and this was no exception. I thought he did really well, and Miz always holds his own as well. Um, it's a compelling feud. I was when it was going on, I was just wondering how much of it of the stuff really happened. Um, I just couldn't help but think about that. Right. Um, but I mean, it was all credible. But yeah, I don't know if that timeline matched up or not. There might be some holes there, but. It, it was it was an entertaining segment. Um, um, it's a, not where I would have put Edge, but it's it's fine for as I say wrapping up the year and before they head off to the big stuff. So it's fine. Uh, Javier, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have Edge versus Miz, it's about the only way you could probably make it interesting. <laughs> and it's I mean, and I tell you what, they're drawing from uh, historical events, but. They like you mentioned, Aaron. That they don't necessarily need the line. They don't necessarily need to line up, but there's enough, you know, you know, enough smoke and enough scuttlebutt from that era where you're like, oh, I could see this happening. I could, I could understand this happening. And it's the idea that they both have uh, their own point of view on the situation, and they both feel that they're they're, they're right. Um, you know, and I, I like the I like. Um, uh, and, you know, and, and, and just being a realism, you know, you, and you can see Edge, you know, likely be the same kind of guy because he was, a, you know, when he, when him and, and uh, Christian came out, they were like different guys uh, from what you, you would see in, in that in that uh, era and, you know, them in the Hardys. So I, I could see them be people who get, you know. Uh, short shift, you know, short shifted from the people in the locker room and, and you know, creating that link between them, whether it, it lines up or not, it doesn't matter because it's, you know, it, it's, it, there's enough, uh, the, the best stories ha- have like a kernel of truth to them uh, that you could draw on. And I, I, I think this might be an interesting feud. I'm not necessarily looking forward to the wrestling, but the story, the story at least seems like it might be an interesting thing to do. Yeah. I mean, if you just look on paper and go, Edge is going to return and feud with Miz, you know, I think a lot of people just rightfully go, wait, 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 what? You know, that's what, how you're going to use Edge. But again, I, this goes to even the Liv Morgan thing. Not every single feud has to be against two people who have, who are, you know, respected and deemed worthy of being against that other person. And and you you need to have kind of some unconventional matchup sometimes and you know sometimes you can use it to build a new star other times you do it just to see if there's chemistry other times you do it as a bridge just to get you to the next thing for the other two and you make the most of it that you can and i think that's what this is they're they, they're they're invested in miz and um you know miz is a, a very wwe sports entertainment um you know king of soft style professional wrestler and i get why wwe has him around you know i mean i, I get why he gets featured and the idea of, of him and Edge going into a match, I, I'm interested in what kind of match that they end up having. And I think they can actually, for three more weeks, tell a, a compelling story to build up, build it up more. This has exceeded my what my expectations would have been had I had fair warning they were going to do something like this. And I think, you know, Edge, Edge, Miz is so smarmy that 
anytime he makes a point that you think might be good, you're like, crap. And I thought Edge did a good job um, going, no, no, that's not the whole story. And you're like, I knew it. I knew he had, you know, I knew Miz would frame it in a way that that wasn't entirely fair. So I, I thought they pulled it off. And, you know, I assume Edge gets a win. Miz, you know, whines about something and pivots to something else. And Edge moves on to uh, a, a feud against a top tier guy for, you know, you know, WrestleMania season. Well, I mean, consider the fact I think this is going to hit, we're going to probably get a uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus uh, Miz and Maurice. Uh, I think yeah. that we'll end up seeing that before we uh, see this actually blow off. And, and I'm not against that. I mean, I think yeah. that's fine too. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you can, you know, if every time you critique WWE, it, it would require a complete overhaul of their entire roster, their entire philosophy, and everything that they've done to build themselves to this point. I mean, it can get it's banging your head against a wall. That that tag match makes sense given the way WWE uh, tells their stories and presents their stars, um, and it's it's better than like John Cena and Nikki in a match. So um, you know, it, it makes more it, it makes more sense to me than than that. So now through Patreon, you can get the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts with the ads and plugs removed, and VIP after shows by supporting us on Patreon with a Tier 1 membership for just $4.99 per month. You can also upgrade to get additional bonus content, including all the VIP podcasts and the PW Torch newsletters through Patreon. Check out details at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. Um, uh, Javier, is there any topic that you want to bring up for us to talk about that we haven't yet? Um, uh, skip me. I got. I'll, I'll look over my notes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So <laughs> my turn to be surprised. <laughs> all right. So good. No, Darren. I'll, I'll bring up the uh, the use of Riddle and Randy Orton. I haven't talked to you about the dynamic between them. Do you enjoy it? Do you find it endearing and amusing? Do you find it? I just want to turn the channel. Come on, let's move on from this. Where, where are you on, on it? And and how do they do? So that's more of a broad topic. And then how did what they did tonight uh, rate on your scale of, of their uh, their being featured and their dynamic being something that would be leans into? Um, I wanted to hate it, but it's 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 grown on me a little bit. It's it's, you know, getting a little tiresome, but I enjoyed tonight's um it it kind of astounds me how much Randy Orton will just go along with the stuff he did the wig thing last week, and I mean I think he would have come out on the camel in Saudi Arabia, but Vince mixed that, and that kind of surprises me. And he came out with a jacket tonight, so I mean he's going along with it. Seems like he's having fun with it, and he got to have the headline uh, about nope uh, when they asked if Randy had anything to say tonight, which was actually pretty funny. Um, so Randy seems to be having fun and it's given a little depth to his depth to his character. So I think it's, it's good. Um, um, <laughs> uh, as far as, um, um, Riddle, he just seems like a complete goose, <laughs> but they need to, to give his character a little more seriousness. Um, and at some point I expect that to happen because they have to split at some point, but, uh, they have to reel him in a little bit because he's just a little bit too silly. Um, and he has so much to offer as a professional wrestler and as an athlete, and it's being overshadowed by the silliness. But hopefully they get him back on course. 
Javier, same, same to you. I, I, I cracked up at, at Darren saying, I want to hate it, but it's grown on me. And I, and I wonder how many people are in that camp of, really, you're doing this stupid scripted riddle humor and you in the back of your mind, you're like what riddle could have been. And you're also thinking, you know, God, just Randy, give an arcade and let's move on to other things. Um, but bo- I mean, you can tell WB likes it. Yeah, I actually liked it from the get-go. Um, it just then became like the scripting just kind of got pretty bad. <laughs> and uh, like today, for example, like about 75 percent of if, if not less than that was not really funny stuff. It was just, you know them throwing again stuff stuff at the wall and, and 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 things not really working and it was the actual the and the stuff when it was funny it was the performance not the material so um you know so i i, I tighten up the writing uh more to, to make it work better because like you know, my favorite moment was randy walking out when he walked out from the blazer uh you can see if you read his lips he just drops. He drops an f bomb. Like he can't believe he's wearing the. So I mean, that's such a Randy thing. So that yeah. works. And and when he's you know when they're doing stuff that's in character, um, you know it works and, and it works really well for Randy because Randy's really not really uh, saying much stuff. It's all you know uh, brittle, running his mouth a mile a minute. So that's why he even looks like even more of a goof because of the the stuff that he's being told to tell. Now when he was on commentary, it was great because. Uh, there were moments where he would talk about what's going on in the ring, like intelligently for like a, for, for like a moment and, <laughs> and you know, and then and catch I mean, himself. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but, but it's funny because I mean, that, that, that's kind of the story they, they were telling at one point was that he's like an, like an idiot savant where, you know, there'd be moments where he like, you know, like be really say something really insightful. Uh, and, and they kind of like shied away from that, which I kind of wish they did brought more where he, where he says like something philosophically deep and then, you know, everybody just looks at him. I mean, that, that's kind of what that character, you know, he can't be completely a goof 24 seven. Sometimes he has to say a, a pearl of, of, of wisdom. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's, uh, I, I've, I liked it a lot at first. I thought it, it, it worked better because I think it was fresh now. Like, again, the scripting is like they ran out of stuff to have him say, and now we're, you know, the scripting is bad. Performance is good. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, a lot of people are curious where Riddle and Orton are at WrestleMania. And does it seem like they're too far down the road of Orton seeming to not want to admit it? Kind of like Darren at the beginning, like, I don't like this. And, oh, okay, it's actually okay. And it's growing on me. That's the journey that Randy Orton's character has been on. And... I, I'm just, I don't know if, I don't know how they get out of this and have it be believable. Like, what could Riddle do that would cause Randy, the Randy Orton we watched the last couple months, to snap and be vicious and mean? And I know Randy has a whole history that would predict that, but this this current Randy, it's it's hard to see where how they get there. Um, Javier, you first. Does that seem like more of a challenge than most tag teams breaking up to have a believable turn? Do you think they're just going to not do that because my vote right now is just have them both stay babyface and have them decide to split up and go against convention break expectations and i think people will be happy and riddle and randy can go do relevant things separately as babyfaces i i don't think you have to do the predictable breakup yeah that that would be awesome but i i think i I don't know i don't know if that's in their dna to actually do that yeah um i mean i'd 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 sort of what I what I think would be best for the, the people involved would be to have Riddle be the one to turn on Randy, 
Um, and then, you know, have that be like a, a moment where by turning him heel, that's how he, he drops a lot of the, uh, the silliness stuff. And then, you know, people want to cheer Randy anyway. And that would be different. It would be something that you're not really as expecting as, you know, oh, Randy's obviously going to turn him at some point and just, you know, RKO him. It'd be a lot more surprising if the RKO comes from Riddle, you know, and yep. then, like, bu build it from there. So, because Randy's been mean to Riddle, and yeah. a lot of times people in life, not all people, but a lot of times people are taking notes about how they're treated when they're not in power, and it comes back when they gain some power. Um, in a relationship, in a work situation, whatever it is, like not, people are taking notes when they don't have leverage and it can come back when you have leverage or when you grow to another kind of stage of your life. And, you know, with Riddle, is he taking notes at things that Randy is saying to him? When Riddle goes, aw, is in the back of his mind, is it starting to kind of feel like he's being disrespected? And does Riddle kind of snap? Does that seem in his character? Does that seem like the range he has? Maybe, and if he does, and they like test it off camera, um, and it's good, you know, maybe they can tell that story, you know. But I, I think we have to see more seeds being planted of Randy being, frankly, more of a dick to him than he has been, because I think a lot of people are sort of on Randy's side. We like Riddle, but yeah, we get he rambles and he's sort of an idiot, and you know, there's he's sort of endearing in certain ways, but I totally get when Randy just had enough, you know, like we all, we all have days like Randy, like Randy's life is, we all have days like that. So we relate to Randy being like that almost all the time. Uh, so I think it's a challenge to turn riddle heel, but I, I don't rule that out as like a really compelling possibility. I'm just not sure riddle will be good at it and that it'll feel natural coming out of this. Uh, Darren, do you want to chime in on this? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, at this point, I absolutely would not uh, have Randy Orton turn on him. The fans don't want to see that. And I think the, the fan base would be bummed to see it. Uh, Orton's a legacy guy. And so people don't want to, don't want to boo him at this point. I think he's reached that point in his career where there's no point turning him heel because people like him and they've gotten used to him. Um, but yes, like uh, Javier was saying, I would certainly at some point turn Riddle because that could be the turning point for him. The character has to smarten up at some point, and I think it would add a lot to his character. But you could also do the route where they just go their separate ways, and every once in a while they can still have them team up and everything, acknowledge that. Um, that might be the route to go, but I definitely wouldn't have Orton be the one to make the turn. Check out our new 2021 PW Torch VIP podcast lineup, including everything with Rich Fan, hosted by Wade Keller, where on weekends we get together and talk about everything. And that includes our popular Off the Beaten Path segment, where either Rich or I present each other with something to watch that's Off the Beaten Path, and we dissect and analyze and react to it. Sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's nostalgic, sometimes it's therapeutic. And sometimes it's just plucking something from the past that would work today that's not being done. But we talk about uh, WWE, NXT, AEW, all the current events in professional wrestling also. It's a different format and a fresh podcast dynamic with Rich and me. Every weekend, everything with Rich Fan is part of the new PW Torch VIP podcast lineup for 2021. <laughs> Javier, you've had a couple topics to come up with. One of your own. Did we use them up? Uh, well, I was thinking about the uh, speaking of turning uh, <laughs> on your tag team partner. 
I haven't been following uh, Raw as closely as I've been uh, SmackDown. Uh, so the I found the, in, the stuff with Nikki interesting with her frustrations at losing, and uh, you know, and, and the stuff that happened with her. Uh, do we? Is, please tell me that you feel like this might be a change in her character, maybe. Uh, uh, whose character? Sorry, Nikki. Oh yeah, I, I mentioned Nikki Bella earlier with Cena, and I'm like, what are we? What's going on here? Okay, um, Nikki Ash. Yes, um, yes. I think they're doing something different with her, and it's yeah. I mean, there, there hasn't been a ton to it uh, that you missed, Javier. Um, but it is uh, interesting the Ripley Nikki dynamic and her kind of you know blowing off a pep talk. Although Lawler, I don't know if he's being smarmy or not. I, I don't know. Um, I don't blame her, but yeah. I mean, I it. it if this, if they've realized that, despite her enthusiasm and earnestness in portraying the character, it's not working. Um, that if they can transition that to something else, she's so you know she's one of the better in-ring workers they have. She's good on the microphone. Um, it's just the character she's playing just is a swing and a miss for the most part with with what they were going to do, and that just happens sometimes, you know. And and I mean, uh, she's she's coming up with ideas herself to try to stay relevant is, is used so much, but to try to kind of give Vince McMahon a reason and the writers a reason to, to utilize her. And, you know, the ex creative team members we've had on this show over the years um, have, you know, so often said, you've, you've got to come up with your own ideas. You've got to present ideas and show that you're not just showing up and expecting people to get, to figure out how to make you relevant in the eyes of Vince McMahon and, and to be able to fill TV time in the way that WWE gets paid a lot of money to fill TV time um, despite diminishing audiences. So, I'm curious what she's up to. I, I, it seems like this might be an idea she has about how she wants to do it. And I think she's good with her acting range um, to be able to pull off something very different than this current character. And I think with her, because she's so uh, kind of childlike and, and just sort of weird and how much she embraced almost a superhero, I would believe with her more than even Riddle that there would be a sharp, dramatic turn to something else, like that she could end up being rather unpredictable in that way. Uh, Darren, what do you think? Um, yeah, I was intrigued by that aspect of, of what happened tonight. Um, I wonder if they've given up on the character um, when it first started. I mean, it was a little bit out there, but I thought it was a lot of potential um, to connect with the fans, especially younger fans and merchandising opportunities. But they never really went with it, and they just, uh, uh, I mean, they went kind of with the low-hanging fruit aspect of it, and it never really got over. So maybe they're going to cut their losses here or do like a heel turn or something like that. But I'm intrigued to where it could go and she could take it in a lot of different directions, but I'm glad that that's somebody that they're invested in and at least giving her the airtime and the options to kind of explore the, the character or potential other characters. So it's good to see that part of it, but I'm, I regret that they're giving up on the, that they derailed the character so badly though in the first place, but we'll see where it goes. Go ahead, Alberia. Yeah, because yeah, even if she goes back to a, a sanity Nikki, kind of uh, her the, her era of sanity, you know, with sanity, because yep. uh, that fits much more with the uh, Ripley character. You know, oh, good point, the, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the manic thing. So if she were to, you know, so, so I mean, you could almost do with her what they did with Cactus Jack, where, you know, she has the sanity Nikki and then she has the... Uh, the superhero Nikki, you know, uh, you know, and, and do something, you know, like that uh, with her. So I, I think that would be an interesting uh, avenue for them to to, to uh, examine. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think we're kind of, I don't know if we're at the very beginning of this, but I, they've got quite a bit more story to tell before we can kind of see what happens. But I, I think they, they ought to do something different. How, what do you think, speaking of that match, uh, Queen Selena, um, Javier, what do you think of what they've done with her with the Queen gimmick? I mean, God, it was just what? A month and a half ago, the feeling was, you know, she's just going to be on TV doing jobs and not really get a chance to show what to 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 put forth her strengths. Is this uh, a, almost a best case scenario, given what her strengths are, uh, how she's being utilized right now as a really undersized heel, but personality wise, much better off being a heel than a face? Uh, yeah, I mean, at, at least they have her doing something which is a positive. Uh, the character I'm not feeling because. It's not necessarily just the, the whole queen stuff and her doing the, the the fake accent and stuff. It's the fact that she's trying to do what Booker T used to do and, you know, then break into her normal accent when she gets angry. But she is not hitting it like uh, like Booker T did, <laughs> you know, because like even when she's doing the fake accent, it kind of seems like she's slipping in and out of it. So that stuff was like just uh, I don't know. I, it, it's not that part of it's not working for me. But at least, you know, they're treating her with, um, like, she mattered. Because, I mean, she has not mattered at all in the WWE in the entire period that she had been there until she, you know, uh, until now. So at at least it's something new and someone else other people can play off of. I I just wish that she nailed that that queen gimmick down a little bit more. more. Yeah. Um, Darren, any thoughts on that? Yeah, she's she's way over the top, but it, it's kind of entertaining. Um, but at least as, as you were saying, they're invested in her. But you can tell with the uh, airtime they're giving her and run with the tag team belt. Um, she, we might think you know it's a little bit out there, but she's framed as an important character. So and she's getting that airtime. So good for her. We'll see where it goes after after this feud and after the. Uh, queen gimmick is over but you know at least she's getting that time to be able to prove herself right now so that's important let's uh cover a little bit of what happened with aj and omas at this point um another you know we talk about what's going on with ripley and nikki certainly and and riddle and orton a lot of tag team internal storylines going on here they continue to tell the story of 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 uh omas and aj having riffs which aj tried to downplay um javier does it seem like it's heading more uh, towards Omas turning babyface against Styles, or did today lean a different direction? And what do you think is best? Because I can see a case being made for AJ coming out of this, turning a babyface and having another singles run as a babyface going up against Lashley and Seth, and um, into the draft. You can um, heck, you could switch brands and get one more match of him against Reigns if Reigns is still around as a heel champ. Um, I think there's some opponents there that are intriguing, but also Omas just seems like uh, in the long run he's destined to be the jolly giant who scares the pants off heels. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, my my feeling right now is they're gonna is that that uh, Omas is gonna turn on uh, and and destroy AJ Styles, and it's gonna be one of those he turns babyface because the heel doesn't want him anymore uh, kind of turns, which you know I'm not. Uh, very much a fan of but i have a feeling that that's the direction i'm gonna go because uh he you know he took a serious tone uh uh aj styles did because normally when he's you know playing up the the heel thing he's a little bit silly but but he was serious when when uh almost almost you know uh 
walked away. So, I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how they handle this because it was a different demeanor that AJ hasn't shown for a bit. And uh, I, I hope that they do uh, give him a, another babyface run because uh, uh, he, he'll probably still end up losing his almost if they wrestle. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would guess knowing how they book things. But give him, you know uh, – a baby face run and, and, you know, against, uh, you know, some of the people they have there. I know he's not going to go to SmackDown because, uh, he, he doesn't want to be on SmackDown because of, uh, familiar, uh, uh, family reasons, you know, reasons with, uh, you know, his kids in, in, in sports and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, anybody who comes over on raw, like, you know, feeding with Lashley and that sort of stuff, is going to be, you know, great stuff. Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Don't forget, we also have the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcasts. That is a blue logo show. This show, you'll notice, has a red logo. There's a very similar logo, but it's blue. And that's for our Thursday flagship, plus our mailbag and interview shows. We have first-run interviews and, most weekends, a classic interview from our archives. Just search Wade Keller in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Pro Wrestling Podcasts and choose the blue logo and subscribe. Let me uh, read an email here from uh, Zach in Texas. He said, uh, gentlemen, Piper Niven and Bianca Belair had an excellent match tonight. P- Piper might be the best female monster heel since Bull Nakano. He's talking about Dewdrop for those who aren't aware. We're not, we don't assume knowledge here. Uh, she can actually move in the ring and work. Just as I was thinking they had Sting Vader, working big man, man who knew, make the big man look great. Piper hit a Vader bomb. Of course, the match was ruined by a countout. If you're going to book the match, just put Piper over. She's on more of an upward trajectory right now. As for the title match, compared to Trish and Lita, it was just silly because Lita was more over than Liv. The video package there pre-match was good. It might have helped if it had been aired last week instead of that hot mess of a promo Liv cut. Uh, That was easily Liv's best match, though. Becky did what she said she wanted to do, which is make Liv look good. So that's another feather in the goat's cap. The cheating, though, is such a crutch at this point. Becky is better than that, and it's so frustrating to see them not be able to get out of their own way and let her be what everyone wants her to be. So a case being made there for letting Becky just win this clean. And I think we we don't do it a lot, but it would be best to look back in three months at what story they were telling and what stage we were at here to fully, fairly decide how to what degree we're going to condemn uh things that they do that we disagree with in this early stage but having you know hogan won clean against everybody they lined up against him like pretty much during his initial wf title run i mean why can't becky do that well because they don't have this pipeline of of babyface opponents to feed her who are credible and over enough and they sort of have their formula for booking but you know zach's got a point there's something to be said for just let becky win clean now it's easier to have a baby face win clean because heels can make a lame excuse and move on if you have the heel start winning clean fans are going to start cheering her uh especially if they have, are you know have a, a, a preference for that to begin with that they're fighting that headwind right now um and then you just ha- and then you can kind of define down a whole baby face roster of women if they're all losing and again it just comes down to they don't have enough roster depth which is their own doing to even follow the formula zach is saying if we're not just going to always go back to you know becky versus bel-air as the only match where becky is um threatened so i i talk myself into you know kind of a, a, a conundrum there just given the situation WWE has themselves in there uh darren your your thoughts on that we, we spoke about some aspects of that earlier in the show too 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not have a problem with uh, Becky winning relatively clean and uh, being strong. She, she's elevating people along the way, but it's looking like they want to keep her strong for the, the big the big money uh, matches, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So I don't have a problem with that. I don't like the title switching back and forth and, you know, losing credibility. But as long as she's elevating some people up, and I certainly would say that Liv was elevated tonight, I do not have a problem with that whatsoever. So, yeah, I like the, the, the course that they're on. And it just makes Becky stronger. And it'll mean more when that title changes hands, I'm presumably coming up next year at some point, maybe, even though it is to um, to Bianca, uh, that's somebody that they're invested in. So I don't have a problem with that. Anything more you want to add on that, Javier? Oh, well, I mean, uh, like we mentioned, I, I think the story is going to continue, which is why they have this, you know, uh, unsatisfying ending. Uh, but in terms of like uh, story-wise with, with heels cheating, I remember Ric Flair was a great wrestler, and what made me really hate him back in the day was the fact that he, he could win his matches legit, but he would always take the, the shortcut. And then that, yeah. you know, and that's the thing, you know, I mean, it, it's something that's kind of been lost, and it really is up to commentary to really, you know, na- you know, nail it home that, you know, what she did was not, you know, she could have won the match cleanly, but instead she decided to cheat, take a shortcut. And, you know, you had Cody, you know, uh, uh, Corey Graves, you know, obviously he's the heel saying, oh, this is great, was whatever. And then, you know, you needed to have a voice there really hit hard that it's like, why? You, you didn't prove anything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with, you know, I, I like it that the, the, the heels, you know, take that shortcut, you know. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. All right, so my final topic, and if you guys have anything else you want to add before we wrap up, uh, feel free after this. Uh, Vince McMahon and Austin Theory. Um, It's just just kind of weird. (laughs) Um, Austin Theory, like, doing jumping jacks for Vince and then, you know, says, impress me. And he's, like, unzips and shows off his chest and his abs. And Vince is like, no, show me something with your brain. And then it turns into, you know, uh, an attack and a selfie uh, of Balor. what what do you think, Javier, of of the Vince the Vince's return to TV, and what we're supposed to think is going on with Austin Theory, and what is going on with Austin Theory, uh, and if it's good for him? Yeah, uh, you could put this on the uh, guilty pleasure <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> I, I was I'm kind of it, it's kind of surprising that uh, Austin Theory comes up. They're kind of keeping sort of the same character that he was when he was on NXT. I thought they would kind of change that up because I don't know. Uh, what the um, no no I, I lie I, I, I kind of see where they can go from there but the the idea that he is conniving and sneaky I think is what they're doing that 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 Vince is, is he's Vince is really gonna show you know bring that out because like yeah he's coming out and he's, he looks like a goofball and stuff like that sort of like Riddle you know goofball sort of like Riddle but he has also a mean streak because when Vince said hey you know do you know do something. And he went after Balor. That was like, you know, that's what Vince wanted. And that, you know, that that was, you know, he's, he's going to get his own by hurting somebody else. And I, I it's interesting. I, I'm really curious where, where the where this is where this is heading. Do you think uh, it's ultimately good that Austin Theory is sharing TV time with Vince McMahon, even if Vince is, you know, being Vince, um, uh, you know, being I don't know, verbally abusive, being the dom. I don't know what what he's doing with theory, mind effing him. Um, is it is it ultimately like just 
an enviable position, no matter almost no matter how you're treated. That my God, he's sharing TV time with Vince McMahon when Vince has been very scarce on TV for years, and it just sort of says to people in a meta sense, Vince wouldn't be doing this if he didn't think Austin Theory was worth something. I don't think people look at Theory as like hornswoggle, you know, like comedy act, and it's just or our truth. It's not just purely for comedy. Austin Theory has more, and so it kind of just flips him into the side of Vince's in his own mind, having fun right now and trying to put on entertaining TV as an excuse for him to be on TV. But he wouldn't do this if he didn't see that there was an upside in Austin Theory. Are you on that side of things? Or is there are there like 20 other better ways to protect Austin Theory if you see a big future in him than what they're doing here? No, I mean, just just uh, I, I mean, storyline based. I don't I, I, you could argue one way or the other. But just the fact that he's sharing serene time multiple times with this man. Assuming the fans, assuming the Vince doesn't get tired of him, <laughs> you know, right. Right. assuming you know that because because that's the thing, it, it could go really well for him or really poorly for him, one of the two. Um, but I, I could I could sort of see like a storyline where they could I could see them chart a storyline where by the end and everything said and done, uh, Vince McMahon crafted uh, uh, Triple H two point out, out, out of Austin Theory, you know, down the road. Uh, and, you know, right now he's kind of like a, like I said, like kind of like a goofball, which, you know, it could, you know, be damaging in, in certain ways. But if the idea is that he's going to mold him into being this sort of like, you know, cerebral assassin kind of character, mm-hmm. you know, down the road, you know, he is young. So he could be developed over a longer period of time until the story of him, you know, kind of screwing up around Vince. And then eventually he it clicks, he gets it, and then he becomes an actual threat. In 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. Uh, Darren, your thoughts? Yeah, in, in theory, being associated with Vince kind of gives him the rub, I guess. Um, but for me... Last week when he got slapped and he didn't do anything back, I just thought that that made the character look weak and it defined him down because, like, you know, your big superstars, you know, how would a Randy Orton react or something like that? They wouldn't just accept that and just go off like a little puppy dog, and that's what he did. And I thought that that made the character look weak. I think he's he's in the hole. He's got to climb out of that now. So I think it was a, a detriment. Sure, it helps being on screen with a you know a big character like Vince, of course. But I mean, you have to use that time wisely, and I don't think that was the best use. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it defined him down. I, I, I was not a fan of how you was booked last week. And then the memory of that in this week, it, it was it was fine, and I'm sure he'll have a good match with Balor and everything. But I mean, he's working out of the hole to me. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Javier. Well, yeah. well, because what I think what what I think about that scene and, and what they're doing, it's kind of like in a movie where uh, you have a guy who's training for something, and then like you see the first the beginning part of the training montage, and he's an idiot and he's screwing up and stuff like that. 
and then he trains and then all of a sudden you see him like doing everything right if you're gonna pay this off when he finally gets it together vince slaps him and he slaps vince back that's the payoff to that so as long as you get a payoff to that yep you know, you, you, it, 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 it salvages that because it shows growth in the character. Because, again, he's young. So it, it, it makes sense that he's, you know, right now he is on a lower thing, you know, lower level if you're going to show his growth on TV. He, he's Greg to Tom using a succession analogy for those who have been watching that, that HBO series. And, oh, my God, was last night's episode. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but there, there is a kind of a Greg Tom thing going on here. I have no idea if it's intentional or not. Um, but it's it's it, it can work i mean vince and tom are very different people vince is certainly um more logan but um uh, the, the dynamic there is something they could play off of so i throw that in there yeah i guess i haven't watched it so yeah no that's fine it's just, <laughs> lily have you uh darren uh darren lily have you been watching succession i have not seen okay, it, okay. but it sounds like something i should absolutely watch uh, every everybody should absolutely watch it it's so good oh my god um yeah it just today just was like i was in a different place because of last night's episode it was just in multiple ways uh, uh jaw dropping and it's going to make people very careful about how they text too i'll just say that um well not everybody would fall to the same problem that was in the show last night but just in general check who you're sending to before you hit send um yeah so uh, any anything else you want to <laughs> just forget i said anything if you start watching the series you won't know when it was um uh, so, t- uh, Darren, anything else you want to uh, close with? Um, not really. I do want to point out that I was listening. I cannot recall exactly what show it was that you were doing. It was a couple weeks ago. might have been the Todd Martin show, but at the very end, you mentioned that Pluto has a Price is Right channel that shows the 24 hours of Price is Right episodes from the 80s. That is an absolute game changer. <laughs> and the takeaway is to always listen to the Torch podcast <laughs> all the way through and to go VIP. <laughs> yeah, have you been watching? Le- Darren, have you been watching it? I have it on in the background, right? I, I have it on in the background right now. If you haven't heard of Maypo Oatmeal for $1.29 or Soup Starter, if you forgot about that, I got that on in the background right now. That is... That is the background of my life, like, half the time now. <laughs> Summer break memories. That is so great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you introduced that to my world. So that's that's great. It's on, it's on your TV, folks. If you have Roku or Apple, it's a Pluto app. That's a Bob Barker era, 24-7, Price is Right channel. Uh, Javier, <laughs> any closing words for you? Well, I'll, I'll throw in my own plug. Uh, yeah. You really need to start putting in uh, a disclaimer on the fix because you I, I mean, sometimes I joke around it, but you literally almost got me killed the other day as I'm driving on the Palmetto. <laughs> and you, you uh, it was the little game that you were playing, I think, on the mailbag with um, and you uh, your first draft pick was pack. Yep. And just <laughs> it, it, and I, I have already knew I'm like that he's not so eligible. And then it was Todd Barnes' reaction. Uh, yes. And I was trying not to laugh because I knew if I started laughing, I would start, my ears, my eyes would, my, ears, my eyes would tear up. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to hold it up, and I started getting lightheaded. I just started seeing dots, and I'm driving on the Palmetto. 
and I'm like, and I mean, I literally had to like shake my, like, you know, force myself away. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, he's going to kill me. So, yeah, so, I mean, it is a, oh my you God. know, yep. yeah, so uh, disclaimers, please uh, <laughs> be careful when you're, if you're listening to this but uh but yeah uh so that was my plug for the fix uh listen <laughs> while traffic wow so, uh, <laughs> i'm like, uh i'm almost tearing up at your reaction to to, <laughs> to that classic moment the the exasperation was just and yeah that was what sold it and and yes. like you know it was like Wait, you know, the delay, the delay too <laughs> yes the, but the, the delay too like there was just that yeah. silence and then it just the built sigh. up. Yes. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So that, that was awesome. Uh, cool. uh, awesome it, podcast. It, 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 we, I didn't like explain it fully because I just want people to go VIP and listen to last yeah. week's mailbag because it's it's hard to you can't explain it. You know, it just it has to be experienced in real time. Um, so you know, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Um, subscribe. You can subscribe just to the feed of the fix and be happy. Um, you don't have to feel like you have to listen to everything we do. Um, we got a little something, you know, for every, we've got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, we cover a lot of topics in a lot of different ways. And there's uh, more than just a little something for everybody in terms of the selection, but individual feeds for all the different shows and then a catch all feed for all of them too. Um, so cool. Darren, I'm, I'm glad that you filled in for Javier. I don't know where he is tonight. We needed someone to do the round table segment uh, to help close out the show. Um, so appreciate that. Uh, check out Darren's great coverage of Impact Wrestling. Darren, do you know right off how long you've been doing Impact coverage for us now? I want to say it's been about a year and a half. God, I would have guessed. I think it was summer of last year. Okay, yeah, I would have guessed closer to two, or, or I'd say I would have guessed more than two. Um, but yeah, no, that's great. I mean, uh, it, you're, you just you do great work covering covering that company. Um, and uh, Javier, um, tell people how they can uh, find your work. Uh, yeah, like I said, the the prime the uh, the primers for the um, for the pay per views and the New Japan Pride podcast. Uh, that's also a VIP one. Uh, currently hiatus since um, since uh, um, what was it? Uh, 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 <laughs> wow, I want to say but, uh, before Best of Super Juniors because you know I got work situation going on and uh, ho- coming back for um, hopefully to come back for uh, Wrestle Kingdom and uh, covering a lot. Of, I cover strong there a lot, which is the um, the Japanese the american um branch of uh of new japan and a lot of up-and-coming wrestlers and stuff that that you, you that uh, that you could uh, experience there so 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 yeah check that out and uh if you want to follow me on twitter it's at uh, jay machado lk easy follow i'll follow you back and uh, i never tweet anything so <laughs> perfect um, what a pitch I- I am trying. I'm trying to. Ha- I'm trying to have the most amount of followers, and maybe even get a check mark without tweeting anything ever. That, that, that's, that's my new goal in life. Now, 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 my goal is that in like in two years and two two years from now, when you have a bunch of followers and you haven't posted anything, I want to hack into your account and post something and ruin it all. <laughs> Just po- like yeah. have a big day of posting a bunch of stuff. <laughs> ruin your fun. All right. Uh, th- thanks, Darren. Thanks, Javier. Thanks to our callers. Thanks to our listeners. Don't forget, if you're attending a future show, I haven't really been plugging it a lot because, I, I don't know, for Friday reasons, but we, we'd love to hear from on-site correspondents as often as possible. So um, drop me an email, wadekellerpodcast at pwtorch.com. Let me know if you're going to be at a Raw Dynamite or SmackDown and are willing to come on afterwards to talk to us on this show about your in-arena experience. And hey, anything outside the arena, too, you know crowd fights crowd chants whatever sometimes things happen that are fun outside before and after the show too 
And uh, don't forget, uh, you can send emails to Wade, uh, Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com for tomorrow's Tuesday flagship with Jason Powell. So until then, Wade Keller, thank you. And on behalf of Javier and Darren, signing off. We're now on Patreon. That's right. You can support us and get benefits at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We have three tiers, $4.99, $6.99, and $9.99. The first tier gives you all the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling podcasts and post shows and the PW Torch daily casts with the ads and plugs removed. That membership tier also includes the VIP after shows that on occasion we put on extended versions for VIP members at the end of the Wade Keller shows and daily casts. And it's compatible with the Apple Podcast app and any other third-party podcast app out there, or you can stream the shows directly from your Patreon app or the Patreon website. Or you can upgrade to Tier 2 for two extra dollars a month and add the Wade Keller hotline to the mix, a daily podcast just for VIP members who support us. Or you can upgrade to Tier 3 and get all the Wade Keller podcasts and post shows and daily casts with the ads and plugs removed and the VIP after shows and the Wade Keller hotlines, plus all the other VIP exclusive podcasts and a PDF and all text version of the weekly Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter and a 20 years ago Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter every week. Full details on how to support us and get so much in return with three different tiered options at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. You can still support us directly on our website and get the full VIP benefits for $9.99 a month by going to pwtorch.com slash govip. That has not changed. This is just an additional option for those of you who are familiar with and like supporting creators on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays have come early this year as Manscaped has the gift that keeps on trimming. Santa's beard isn't so appealing when it's coming out of your trousers, and that's why Manscaped, the leader in below-the-waist grooming, have you covered this holiday season. Now available in your country, join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their trees trimmed and ornaments polished. Go to manscaped.com and use code WADE20 for 20% off free shipping. That's WADE20. I know that pro wrestlers often nick themselves on purpose to bleed and create some drama in the wrestling ring. Don't nick your balls and bleed. That doesn't add any good kind of drama to your life. Don't take unnecessary chances down there. This is a product made just for that area, just for that process, and they get it right. This Manscaped personal below-the-waist trimmer, I'm holding it in my hands right now, is amazing. Um, I've used it. I was sort of skeptical. Is this going to be different? And it is. It's a pleasant experience to groom yourself down there. And it's a really high-quality product. When I hold this in my hand, it feels balanced at a time when confidence in holding the product just right is important. And it's not just the trimmer. It's also everything you get with the Performance Package 4.0, including the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner. The Hygiene Bundle will come with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers. That is a perfect wrapping 
for your presence. The Manscaped Performance Package comes with all the tools to clean up your delicate places, including the Weed Whacker for ear and nose hair trim. Yes, you might need that. Ask your friends. They'll tell you if you do. Uh, which is waterproof and it uses a 9,000 RPM motor power, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Nobody, not even Santa, wants hairs under their chimney. Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new refined cologne, which offers a light yet masculine pleasing fragrance that will leave your partner on the naughty list this year. It's made of hypoallergenic ingredients that are vegan. I like that. Cruelty-free. I like that. Dye-free and paraben-free. And those all sound like good things. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WADE20 at manscaped.com. It looks high-end. The packaging, they go all out for it. It really is a, uh, a cool thing. It was, it was just had everything laid out in the dining room table, and I got the, uh, the package in the mail, and I was just amazed at all the cool products that come with it and just how thoughtfully packaged and uh, labeled everything is. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code WADE20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code WADE20. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. I launched the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter as a teenager in high school in the late 80s, and I've been covering professional wrestling ever since. It's been my full-time job since the day I graduated college. And I've followed every technology along the way and tried to be on the cutting edge, and one of them has been podcasting. We were doing podcasts before the word podcast was a word. They were just called audio shows for our subscribers. And a cool feature that we introduced last year are flashback Saturday night editions of the Wade Keller Hotline, where every Saturday night we post... Wade Keller Hotlines, all in one file, a week's worth of shows from 10 and 15 years ago. That means uh, you can listen to what I was saying about the news, about Raw, about SmackDown, about TNA, about WrestleMania hype, WrestleMania fallout, controversies, firings, matches that almost happened and why they didn't happen. Every weekend on Saturday night from 10 and 15 years ago. For instance, the April 6, 2006 Wade Keller Hotline had a ton of insider news on the Hulk Hogan-Steve Austin dynamic at the WWE Hall of Fame and the prospects of a Hogan versus Austin match and how close it came to happening at WrestleMania 22, what stood in its way, and what the prospects were of it happening in the future, why Steve Austin said what he said about Hulk Hogan at the Hall of Fame during his Bret Hart intro, and what the backstage interaction was between the two of them. That's just one example of some of the fascinating reporting that was going on, likely before you were listening to some of my free podcasts here. So uh, go VIP. It's one of many, many cool benefits that come with a VIP membership. Get details at pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Hey, if you'd like to hear this show without ads and plugs interrupting, there's one thing you can do right now to make that happen, and that is become a PW Torch VIP member. You get about a dozen other podcasts throughout the week that I host that are VIP exclusive, and you get the Wade Keller post shows and podcasts during the week with the ads and plugs removed, all on a separate feed exclusively for VIP members. Plus tons of other podcasts that are VIP exclusive, access to our full archives of podcasts dating back to 2004, which includes post-pay-per-view roundtables dating back to late 2004. Also access to our full archives, thousands of podcasts, over 1,500 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter that started it all, Add free access to our website and more. Check out full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com to get full details and then jump to our sign-up form. It's mobile-friendly, desktop-friendly. In two minutes, 
You can be a VIP member, show support for us, and we'll give you a lot in return, including a streamlined listening experience on your iPhone or Android device with the ads and plugs removed. Go check it out, pwtorchvipinfo.com. One of the really cool parts of being a VIP member is getting to relive history through the pages of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issues. We have Pro Wrestling Torch newsletters dating back to the late 1980s. We put a new back issue up from 20 years ago that week. And so when you go VIP, you instantly have access to over 1,500 back issues and a new PDF, along with an all-text version, if it's easier for you to read that on your phone, uh, goes up every weekend. And the latest issues include a cover story from the June 10th, 2000 issue on Goldberg's return to WCW and whether he's a solution to what was ailing WCW at the time. Also, my column titled Vince Russo is from Outer Space and Bruce Mitchell's column, still timely today, unfortunately, of Racist Gimmicks and Poverty Pimps was the title. That's issue number 606. The week before that, issue number 605 from June 3rd features a cover story that talks about how there could be a shakeup in the wrestling industry with WCW for sale and ECW having an uncertain future. And also a Bruce Mitchell column spoofing Vince Russo titled, How I Became World Champion. If we go back another week to the May 27th, 2000 issue, it had detailed coverage of the Judgment Day 2000 pay-per-view, including my review and staff roundtable reviews of the Rock Triple H 60-minute Iron Man match, and also the final installment of the Lance Storm Torch Talk with his thoughts on various ECW colleagues. The week before that, the May 20th, 2000 issue, issue number 603, features a cover story on Ric Flair's collapse in the ring during Nitro, part three of the Landstorm Torch Talk, with his explanation for why he decided to quit ECW, our coverage of ECW Hardcore Heaven, the pay-per-view, and more. And then the week before that, the May 13th issue, features a cover story on the changing TV landscape in pro wrestling, with the WBF moving from USA to TNN, and a potential shift of ECW, also a cover sidebar story on the death of an ECW fan after a hotel party and WCW slamboree coverage. And the week before that, our coverage from the May 6th issue, number 601, of David Arquette winning the WCW title. My EndNotes editorial examining Vince Russo's controversial decision and flippant comments about title belts. Our coverage of WWE Backlash 2000 and more. I could keep going on, but that gives you an idea of what you're missing out on by not being a BIP member. Imagine settling in on the weekend and uh, kicking back and reading wrestling history, not through the lens of WWE filtering it to their benefit, not through people looking back on it through today's lens, but what was said at the time, the week it happened, by some of the voices that you are familiar with here on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and PW Torch Daily Casts. So go VIP and relive professional wrestling through the way the torch covered it in real time with contemporaneous coverage of pro wrestling's biggest events, biggest news stories, biggest personalities. I think you'll have a blast. It alone is worth the membership price for so many of our members. Check out details on everything else that comes with the VIP membership, including daily podcasts that are VIP exclusive and shows like this with the ads and plugs removed. Go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full details. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Prices are as low as $8.25 a month on average if you subscribe for a year or check us out for a month for $9.99. 
Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at pwtorchdailycast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, pwtorchdailycast.com. 